Hello, hello. This is Neely, and this is my first episode of this podcast. I'm so excited to be talking to you. Uh, I get asked as I've been developing this podcast why I'm doing this, and the answer is basically that, uh, first of all, I enjoy talking about things of the heart. I enjoy talking about how we can cultivate the life that we actually want. Um, I am a hairdresser and makeup artist, and I have been working with clients over the years on their, their beauty, their outward beauty, but also we naturally talk about their lives and we talk about problems and how we can grow and be better. And through those conversations, I have seen a change in myself and a more openness with my clients as I've learned how to kind of trust myself more and accept myself more. And basically, um, I've wanted to do a podcast for a few years now, and it's taken me a little bit of time to figure out what I wanted it to be about. Um, and also to figure out just like, what message I had to say. And I think also what people are really anxious to learn about themselves and improve about themselves. Basically the conversations that I have the most frequently with people are in the arena of vulnerability. I have my own uh, vulnerability, what I like to call my vulnerability epiphany story. Uh, uh, AKA the Kleenex commercial. Um, uh, okay. So I used to live in Colorado. I live in Arizona now. I used to live in Colorado and, uh, I was kind of at a pivotal point in my life. We were getting ready to make a huge move to Arizona after living in Colorado for 16 years, uh, through this process of prior this last year, several months, whatever, uh, I had been feeling like my friendships were somewhat at an arm's length and I couldn't figure out why I couldn't figure out what I was exactly doing to keep them this way. And mind you, I had tons of friends. I had some very close friends that I considered very close friends, but for some reason I was closing myself off completely uh, emotionally to those friends. Like, for example, if I had a problem, I would keep it to myself and hardly anyone would know that I even had a problem. It has to do with the level of people pleasing perfectionism that I was living with at the time. Uh, and I will talk about that more down the road, but for today, I just wanted to share a little bit of the sort of epiphany that I had while going to the movies with my friend, Kathy. Uh, my friend Kathy lived across the street from me for many years in Colorado, and she was one of my very best friends. And um, I would consider myself probably, she was one of the people outside of my immediate family that I would actually feel comfortable being vulnerable with. Um, and she knew a lot of the intimate problems, like intimate details of my brain, <laughs> things that I was going through. Um, anyway. I was staying with her because the rest of my family had already moved on to Arizona and I had to finish up work. And so me and my daughter were staying with her. And one day we decided to go to the movies and, um, we were sitting in the movies and I don't know if you, any of you remember, but they used to have 
these commercials, these certain commercials that you would only see before the previews started at the movies. And this particular day, there was a Kleenex commercial. I remember it vividly. Okay. It was such like such a mind blowing moment for me at the time. And mind you, these things had been on my mind, this vulnerability and things like that, even though I didn't really have the emotional language to identify some of the holdings that I was dealing with. Um, but, uh, anyhow, that's where my state of mind was at the time. I was, uh, sitting there watching this commercial. It comes on there. It takes place in New York city, right outside of central park, I believe. And they have this rug, this lime green sofa and a chair and then a white coffee table. And the only thing on the coffee table is a box of Kleenex. And the person is sitting there and, you know, time goes on and people come up and they're like, what are you doing here? And they strike up a conversation with a perfect stranger and the stranger sits down and inevitably begins telling them details of their life story and crying, crying, thus needing a tissue, a Kleenex for that matter. I... (laughs) Can I just say, okay, I was not up to that point. I was not a person who would show emotion or cry in front of other people. I just, for some reason, for some dumb reason, I found it to show weakness. Um, I did not see that in other people when they would cry in front of me. I thought it was beautiful and I wished that I could be like that. But for some reason, I did not feel comfortable. But let me tell you, watching that commercial, I was basically inconsolable. And I'm not even sure that my friend Kathy even knew what was going on with me or if she even knew that I was crying. Probably in my mind, it was a lot worse than it was, but I remember it. I was like, I was like choking back tears and it was so beautiful to me that a stranger could sit down and tell another stranger in two and a half minutes, a story that touched them and moved them so deeply that they would cry in front of this person needing a Kleenex. And I thought to myself, like, I wish I could be like that. And I'm not like that. And why am I not like that? What is holding me back from being comfortable sharing myself, like my true self, that self that is vulnerable and that has feelings and emotions and and sometimes life is hard and I want to tell you some of the things that I've been through. You know, I I have a son who experienced multiple open heart surgeries at birth. I will talk about this in detail over the course of this podcast, but today is not the day. Um however, I bring it up just to mention that I almost never shared the experience of that with people unless they were in my very inner circle. Um, just because, and honestly, I like, I can't even, I just want to hug my younger self and say, it's okay. Because I honestly believed that people just didn't care. And that sounds crazy coming out of my mouth. That literally sounds so crazy that I was in such a place that I just thought people would not care to hear about my life experience that had taught me so much and that had changed me and that had informed me as a person. Um, but that's the state of mind that I was in for, for up to that point. 
my adult life. And, um, so I did not talk about things when I was disappointed or when we had a job loss. Very few people knew if I was struggling. If you asked me how I was, I was just fine. How are you? I would immediately turn it back on someone else because I was afraid that if we got poking too deeply that they might find out they might, I might have to be forced to tell them something that, you know, I wasn't prepared for in my careful curation of who I was in that moment. And all I was really doing is, um, curating a version of myself that I thought would make that person feel the most comfortable. So that being said, that's my epiphany story of the Kleenex moment when I decided that I wanted to change. I decided in that moment that I wanted to be a person who sits on a couch next to a stranger and tells them about themselves in a real way, in a very open hearted way. And I, I had no idea how to do that. (laughs) I had no idea how to become a person that could talk like that and do that. I used to spend so much time and energy trying so hard to make everyone around me so comfortable I was always happy, happy. Neely's so happy. She's so happy all the time. Um, but I was happy for others. Uh, I was happy too. Okay. Don't get me wrong. I'm not this, like, I haven't been like this depressed, um, person who just like cries to my pillow, um, all the time. I, I'm a real person with feelings, but I am a mostly happy person. Okay. But what I mean here is like specifically, pretending sometimes when I'm not happy to be happy. Okay. Uh, I was always agreeable. If whatever, wherever you want to go, what do you want to do? Where do you want to eat? What food do you like? You like, you like cheesecake factory. Okay. That's, that's fine with me. Let's go to the cheesecake factory. Um, and I'm not calling out the cheesecake factory. The cheesecake factory is delicious. Um, But me personally, just to give you some context, I like foreign food. I like to try new restaurants. I like, I prefer non-chain restaurants. Um, But I would never admit to that if we were in a group and everyone else was deciding, I would be like, oh, whatever everyone else wants is fine. I have no opinions on the matter, which wasn't true. Okay. Uh, Whatever works best for you, anything is fine. That's the kind of gal I was. In the full-time pursuit of making anyone and everyone comfortable, I became very uncomfortable. I felt as though no one really knew the real me because of this behavior on my part to please those around me. I started to feel very, very lonely, even when I was surrounded by people who care about me. Um, and I don't want anyone who's listening to think that I did not have valuable friendships. I did. They were just valuable to a point because I wasn't being open. So any of my past friendships, if you're listening, I don't want you to think that I am diminishing the relationship that we had. I personally was keeping our relationship at arm's length by the things that I was doing. Um, and it was not known to anyone else. And so, uh, the loneliness came because I wasn't being my true self and I felt shut off Um, and there was a time when I was kind of like looking at my friends going, why don't they know what's wrong with me? (laughs) But people aren't mind readers. We aren't mind readers for each other. So we have to, we have to share and we have to let people in so they can see what's going on. And we have to be willing to, um, show that side of ourselves if we want people to be there for us. 
Anyway, it was, it was stressful and I knew something was wrong. I just couldn't kind of put my finger on it. And even though, like I said, I had lots of friends and people in my life. Um, it just there, I was lacking that deeper connection, um, because of the walls that I had put around me of protection. Um, as I became aware of what I was doing to create and contribute to these vast differences, distances, excuse me, distances in a lot of my relationships, particularly with those female friends, um, I went down a path from which I shall never return, a path of self-acceptance and love for the person that I am, just the way that I am every day, whoever I am, not dependent on external things, not dependent on achievements that I have and not dependent on other people. Just ex- radical self-acceptance is what I like to call it. Radical self radical acceptance of my flaws, basically. Um, I began to understand that I can wholeheartedly validate myself and I don't need that from anybody else. And that opened a door to sharing the real me to basically anyone I come in contact with. If I don't need anything from you, there's no fear of rejection on the table. Does everyone like me because of that? No. And that's okay. And before I was probably seeking acceptance from anyone and everyone, um, just to help me find that peace and that validation of like, you're fun and you're awesome friend and you're great to be around and stuff. Um, and so anyway, on this path, I began to realize like none of those external things matter. That's not to say I don't enjoy when someone gives me a compliment or accepts me. I do enjoy that, but I don't need that for my emotional survival. I'm giving that to myself. I'm saying every day, you are worthy of love and belonging. Just like our good pal Brene Brown says, you're worthy of love and belonging. Despite the flaws that you may have, despite the mistakes that you make, you're going to make those mistakes. You're going to disappoint people. That does not correlate to unworthiness. And I really had to figure that out for myself and what that looked like on a daily basis. And I won't say it's a destination point. It's definitely a practice as most things are with emotional well-being. Um, they're a practice that we have to repeat over and over again forever. Um, and that can sound like a lot of work at first, but honestly, it's such rewarding work. And the results that you get is so much contentment with who you are. Um, and now I can say that I've come to a place where the people in my life, uh, are truly in my corner. They know when I'm hurting and it's okay for me to cry. I actually will cry in front of anyone now. I don't, I don't really mind it. I definitely don't like having emotional breakdowns, um, and processing my feelings in front of other people because that's a little more private. And that's the thing with vulnerability that I get asked the most uh, with people who are trying to figure this out uh, is like, they get confused with vulnerability being like completely sharing, oversharing, like every intimate detail of your life. And that's not what it's about. It's basically about acceptance of one's self. 
Um, at least for me, that's how it makes sense to me in my mind. And the more that I've studied the topic, that's what I've come to learn is that it's about that self-acceptance. You don't have to share personal private details with anyone you come in contact with consider yourself to be a vulnerable person it's just about letting down those walls you can still have healthy boundaries which we will also cover in this podcast um i i like to say i'm a slowly and i didn't make this up my actually i heard it first from my friend katie who is is such a wordsmith and she always has the most great little one-liners uh I'm a slowly recovering perfectionist and that's okay. And perfectionism for me comes in ways of people pleasing and, uh, sort of the shame of disappointment, either disappointing myself or disappointing others. For example, a week ago when I realized that I had wanted to launch this podcast on the 26th of September, I realized quickly that wasn't going to be the case because I was having some technical difficulties And I went down a bad spiral (laughs) that I had to sort through and I was emotional and like the thought of disappointing myself because I had set that date and then I had put that out into the social media atmosphere and then people were in a, were asking about it and like, oh, I can't wait for it to start on Monday the 26th. (laughs) And I felt so embarrassed and upset at myself for putting that out there and not being prepared. Um, but My husband helped me through that, helped me see that it's not a big deal and that I can just postpone it because it's my project. And once I gave myself permission um, to do that, I felt so calm and I felt so peaceful. And honestly, no one was disappointed. Everyone was so cool about it. And it was just all in my head that I had built it up to this big, huge thing that, you know, was going to be so... I'm very thankful for this work and I'm thankful for the opportunity to share some of my experiences with all of you. And, um, I hope that we can connect in a deeper way. I truly believe that getting more comfortable in our own skin and loving and accepting ourselves with that radical acceptance of our flaws really helps motivate us, helps us have deeper connections with one another. Uh, after I started working on this vulnerability path, I noticed that even in my work with my clientele, because right, remember I moved to, I moved to Arizona from Colorado right around the same time, a few months later. And I had to start over. I had to build a whole new clientele. And this was about 10 years ago. And while that is hard work, I noticed that the clients that I was getting, I was connecting with them so much quicker and, and better. There was this synergy between us and this open line of communication and this trust that they had in me that took a lot longer in my former career to build. Um, and I think that was a result, a direct side effect of my open heartedness that I was learning how to have. And, uh, it was, it was really cool to see that, um, my clients are a part of my life. I spend a lot of time with them. A lot of them come every month. So every four weeks I'm seeing them and I'm having these deep conversations with them about their life. And it's really the thing that I love most about my job. People ask me all the time, what's your favorite part about your job? And that is my very favorite part 
is the connection that I get to have with people, the trust that they have, that I will keep their secrets, and the the open and honest communication that we can have. I can pretty much say anything to my clients and they will just like, they love and accept me and I I feel the same about them and they know that. So we can have these open conversations because there's no division among us. Like we can have different opinions and we can have different beliefs and yet we can sit and have these beautiful conversations, including our differences and there's no anger, there's no animosity, there's no divide between us. And that to me is so special. And I really want to tap into that. I want to explore that and see what we can, what, what change we can cultivate in our communities by just us being one person that shows up openly, open-hearted, not threatened by other people's ideas and not afraid to share our own ideas too. I love this topic. I love this conversation. Um, I love all of you. I'm so thankful that you're going to join me for this journey and this path of trying to figure out how we can continue, how we can learn and continue to grow in this way. And, uh, it's, it's hard sometimes it's very scary. Sometimes I understand that. Um, and some of you might be feeling a bit scared to change and to what that would look like in your lives. Um, but I promise that it's worth it. It's worth doing. It's work worth doing. And it is worth exploring your own self, becoming really self-aware. What am I doing to hold people at arm's length? What am I doing to build walls around myself to, that I think are for my protection? But the thing about walls that my husband always says is nothing good can come in and nothing good can come out, go out when there's a wall there. And we cur- we can build these walls up hoping that they will protect us when in reality they, they block us. And, uh, we don't, we, we just, we can't be blocked from one another. That's not why we're here. That's not our purpose. We got to share ourselves you're unique and you're the way that you are for a specific reason to connect with the people that are in your life. Even if they're in their, your life for one moment at, at a gas station, you can make a connection and it can just give you wings for the rest of your day when you have those slightest connections with other people. So I feel very strongly about this topic and I look forward to many conversations Um, I'm going to be inviting lots of different kinds of people on here uh, to talk about this topic and talk about how they are leading an authentic life and the different tools and ideas that they might have that we can learn from. Uh, So most of the episodes that you'll hear going forward will have someone joining me in conversation about this very topic. If you are interested in talking to me one-on-one about some of your stories, um, you can reach out to me, email or message me, and uh, we can set that up because I truly believe that all of us are in this journey together and we're all here intertwined in each other's lives for a purpose bigger than ourselves. Everything that I've experienced to this point has brought me to you. It's brought me to this podcast and this show so that 
we can talk about these things. I truly believe that, that the timing of it is just exactly what it was meant to be. And even all the delays that I've had and the setbacks that I've had, uh, either because of fear or because of just like it not being the right time has brought me to this point and it's brought me to you right now. So listeners, are you ready? Unexpectedly yours, Neely. Thank you for listening. And if you enjoyed that, please feel free to give me a five-star Also, a special thank you to Joseph Haggard for the beautiful music that he created for this show.